In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. The following episode was recorded and edited with Soundtrap. Soundtrap.com, bring sound recording to your classroom. On today's show, the guys are talking with Foundations in Learning President Carolyn Brown. We've got an East Initiative update, some witty banter, all that and more up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and what are you doing over I'm there? prepping for the witty banter. Is that, is that what that is? That's, my, that's a look. You can't see it because you're out there in radio land, but I've got my witty banter face on. Hey, listen, check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. Heck, just go to Google, type in EduTech Guys, and guess what? You're going to find us there. Witty banter and all. All of it. All of it. All the banter of wits. You know, I used to teach band, and I had a lot of witty bander. Oh. But the banter was harder. But I'm bumped. Yeah. Ooh, I can smell that across the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Stunk up the mic on that one. <laughs> hey, it's going to be a great show oh today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, foundations in Learning. Uh, we're going to talk some great stuff. There yeah. Later. And I can't remember. I got the title right. That's good for me. You, Carolyn you Brown. Must, yeah, you must understand. If I don't have cue cards in front of me, I'm useless. That's no lie there. Hey. We, we try to keep things. Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feeling. Okay, that's all we can sing. That's copyright. Hey, you know, it's really interesting. Teachers are coming back around the country to do professional development and get yeah. their classrooms ready. Some of you never left. Some of you literally went home for a couple hours and came back, packed your stuff up, came back two days later, unpacked your stuff again, and started getting ready. Yeah, I mean, really. That's, a lot of teachers work that way. They oh, yeah. really do. It's like. Well, other than fighting the uh, the whole summer clean out. You know where oh, where yeah. the, uh, the they're going to wax the custodial staff yeah oh, comes yeah. in and dumps everything in your room out into the hall yeah. and then waxes your room so you can't get in there. Yeah, <laughs> don't get in this room for twelve days. <laughs> yes. This is special wax. Yes, exactly. It has to harden. This wax is like amber. <laughs> it's like a mosquito getting caught in it. We're gonna we're gonna dig it up seventy thousand years from now and you know, get some rhino DNA and you know clone dinosaurs. <laughs> Why that went way off into the well, wild blue yonder. But no, listen. Now, I don't know what's going on here. If you're listening to us and you're out there. Uh, getting your classroom ready and uh, getting ready for some professional development or just getting back from professional development. Uh, remember to always get in touch with us. Tell us what you like about the show. You can hit us on Twitter. You can hit us on our website. Um, we'd like to hear from you and know what you'd like to hear from us. Yeah, man. Yeah, really good stuff. Tell you what, uh, we're going to take a quick little break, hit a little commercial, and we'll be right back with uh, Carolyn Brown. You're listening to edutechguys.com. Don't just listen to us. Bring us into your district today for cool, exciting professional development. We'll teach you and your students how to take podcasting to the next level and use it to reach your classroom 
and to reach the world. Reach out to us on Twitter at EduTechGuys or head over to EduTechGuys.com. Scroll down on the page and fill out the form and we'll be in touch. Bring EduTechGuys to your school. Hey, welcome back to the EduTechGuys. Today we have a very special guest with us. We're really excited to welcome excited to welcome her to the show. Yeah. I'm going to let her tell us who she is and what she does and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Um, hello, everyone. I'm very pleased to be with you this afternoon and with the EduTechGuys. Um my name is Carolyn Brown. I'm the president of a small company in Iowa. The name of the company is Foundations in Learning. And um, we've been around since 2009. And we focus on um, bringing solutions to youngsters in literacy, especially those um, students who persistently struggle um, to learn to read. And that has been our primary focus for the past decade. Um, prior to that, uh, my husband, Jerry Zimmerman, and I, who are the co-founders of Foundations and Learning, had another company called Breakthrough to Literacy, and it focused on pre-K to third graders. So you've, been, you've, you've had literacy as a part of your life for a long time. Uh, decades, yes. Decades. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, been something we've both been trying to figure out and are committed to the journey. Yes. That's awesome. And so were you, were you either both of you or, or one of you, were you educators before forming these two different companies? You know, we both um, come from um, a research background in the area of communicative sciences and disorders. Mm -hmm. um, whenever we both got our PhDs, it was known then as speech pathology and yeah. audiology. Yeah. Um, so our interest, my interest was um, more in language acquisition. And then I became very interested in those youngsters who didn't make the links between oral language and the printed word. Jerry's um, background was in speech science. Um, and so paired together, um, we got very interested in what we think is a major issue in the country, and we grabbed onto it, or it grabbed onto us. I'm not <laughs> sure, what, but we haven't been able to disentangle ourselves from um, this quest to try to figure it out, especially for those kids who struggle to read. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, as part of your, um, as, as part of what you're your organization offers kind of walk through that. How does that work? Do you, do you work with districts? Do you work with parents, all of the above? What does that look like? So our primary focus has been to work with school districts or um, school buildings with principals. We are at the level of the student with the solution. And we also support the teacher in the implementation of it. So just this month, we will release um, something for the home as well. We've had a lot of parents, you know, if your child struggles to read, um, you just, you will do anything to try to help them. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have um, revised the program a bit so that it is digital and they can, um, it's all in the cloud so they can download it and work on at home. So that will be something new for us in just this month. 
Wow, that's man, that's awesome. So that's a question I'd like to ask. So let's talk about, isn't it amazing? We're talking about 10 years. You're coming up on your 10-year anniversary of the company. Um, so <laughs> congratulations. And Thank you. Isn't it amazing uh, where technology has taken us in the classroom, in education, in these 10 years? And like now you're, you're going to provide in-the-cloud services. So all someone needs is an internet connection and any device. It is remarkable. And actually, if you push it back even further, when we started in the early 90s, mm -hmm. the difference between technology then and now, um, our work in schools is so much easier now just because of access and the progress that's been made with, with actually bringing technology not only into schools, but rethinking the way that students learn and the advantage of using technology to deliver the information. And that's really been the key for us with the learning model that we're using. We, without a, a way to actually deliver it and track it and change it and adapt, it would have been very difficult for us to actually see the changes um, and we've been working on a learning theoretic model that allows us to make change and to make it an iterative process. And that would be really difficult to do in the standard publishing format of updating printed material. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. The students benefit, the teachers benefit. Yeah. yeah, that to me, that's the most exciting thing about, you know, forget the technology, the fact that your learning theories get to change almost daily because of what's happening in real time data. That's right. That's right. And and we have spent the past decade actually trying to set up this learning model so that we could vary the components that actually allowed us to get to a level of personalization and then test those scientifically. And I would be remiss to not uh, mention that we work with um, two cognitive scientists from the University of Iowa and um, Bob McMurray and Elliot Hazeltine. And then we work with a, a reading um, guru there, Deborah Reed, who runs the Iowa Center for Reading Research. So it has been a joint effort to try to solve this in both an academic setting, but then to take that to the marketplace and to constantly be bringing the most current version of what's happening in science to the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about talk about the reach that you guys have. I mean, is this um, something that is generally done in the schools, say within Iowa, or or what is how far is your reach? So our reach, we hope, is much broader than it has been. We have been primarily a research and development company. Um, and our last three years, um, we actually had a DOE contract to validate um, part of the, uh, well, we have an assessment that then informs the intervention. Mm -hmm. And we validated um, a brand new approach using this learning theoretic model. Um, and so we are launching the new system that has an integrated assessment and intervention using this learning model, actually this August. So we hope our reach is um, across the, the US. I mean, we're 
we're targeting some regions as we get started, but sure. we are really moving from an R&D company into a marketing um, and sales and support and implementation. So um, keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's and that's a major shift. Oh, that's a huge shift. You know, not just for the the core of what you guys have been doing, but then you know culturally within your organization, that's got to be a huge change. Yes. Yeah. Yep, we have actually been focused on bringing people together in the past six months. And you certainly wake up thinking about different things um, <laughs> or going to bed thinking about different things. Sure. Um, we, we have a great um, R&D team, um, though, and I think we'll always have that is what will differentiate us always is bringing and using the technology as a way to bring those new ideas out quickly and test them in schools and with real students and real teachers. Yeah, absolutely. So as part of, of, of the staff um, that, that you either have now or perhaps are going to be growing into as your organization is growing, um, do you already have educators on staff or have you looked at bringing educators into this to to kind of work with that that. The professional development end of it, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. The, like the PD side of that, or and or the 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 classroom experience oh. translating your R and D into um, serviceable practices. Yeah, it's a great. It is a really great question. We work with educators in um, the field, and we do mm -hmm. have a couple of educators on staff, and we work through um, individuals who have had experience. Sometimes the educators haven't had as much experience um, training and implementing a blended approach. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, we, we realize that's an area that we hope we can grow. As, as we go into each new territory, it's not just a salesperson or a marketing person. We uh, have attached a content domain um, very highly trained and educated educator. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be ramping up in that direction, we hope, as well. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. That is very cool. And, and actually, the whole growth is around that model that you, if you have a good implementation, if it's implemented with fidelity, you get results. Mm -hmm. If you get results, then you expand. And then what you're doing is changing the culture within schools to think about literacy and especially intervention and learning Mm -hmm. yeah. very differently yes um so that that's our goal it's it's a pretty aggressive goal to hope that we can be effective and work within the culture of schools and maybe bring something um to them and to tell you the truth every time we're there we take more from them than they from us yeah. <laughs> that's usually yeah. how it goes you yeah. know you, re yeah. you you pick it up when you're there so during the implementation process um for our listeners so this is a K-12 model. So if they started this first grade or second grade, you know, when they really started, then it's going to continue on every grade level. Is that, how, is that how the service is built? Do you guys have it built by grade level or is it by something else? Well, that's a really great question. Our first company, it was pre-K to three and we had each grade level sort of a matriculated curriculum. Mm -hmm. What we found was, and we had a very, um, one of the first blended programs out in the 90s and in 
early 2000s that we were still missing students. Even though it was very comprehensive, we used technology, we were still not reaching every student. And so we began this real serious evaluation of what we might be missing and actually found that our adaptive software was great probably for a good number of the kids. But for some of them, it was narrowing it to the point, you know, a, when you're struggling, typically what you do, even if you're teachers, one-to-one, -one, you say, oh, make it simpler, make it simpler. See if you can get this concept and you focus in and focus in. And we realized that if you're really going to be fluent and flexible with mapping the sound symbol of the English language and then generalizing it, that you needed a bigger picture and that intervention strategies, this is a big sort of rethinking might be wrong for this group of kids who aren't getting it. Yeah. And so we changed our learning model completely from um, the previous um, version. And we said, we wanna focus on those kids who are struggling. And so we hope that after six months and access code, they're they're there. They're onto it. They have to have obviously lots of practice reading mm -hmm. to get to fluency. They need vocabulary to get to comprehension. But our focus and our commitment is to try to figure out how we can actually, in a six months to a year time frame, get these students who need to catch on and catch up at the same time. Give them an intervention that works, and then they move on. That's so, really great. And it's it's very obvious that your company is thinking that your group is thinking very much about the student first, and that's what comes first. And then I love the fact that you brought the parents into the fold now, that they're about to have a piece so that the kids can learn 24-7. Now, I know I'm stretching it 24-7, <laughs> but you know, no, they, but they had this opportunity. Yes, a, a lot of children in, in the modern world, it's a very different world. You know, I went to bed at 8 o'clock every night. You know, that's the time you went to bed. But we have kids now that are up all hours of the night, and what a better way of spending their time than, you know, playing games are playing, you know, taking care of reading. So mm -hmm. that's it's it's a different world, and I think it's really interesting that you thought about bringing the parents into that. And it sounds like your company's moving forward uh, with some really great stuff. Um, so um, we hope so. Oh, I think so. I think it's very it's very mm -hmm. obvious. So um, if our listeners wanted to find out more um, about you guys, what would be the best way to do that? You know, they could go to our website, which is um, foundationsandlearning.com. dot mm -hmm. Um, they, um, th I think that'd probably be the easiest way, okay. um, for them to, to reach us. I, I would say that in the past three or four years, our focus, and I, I bring this up because if parents are listening, um, often when students get past elementary school and they get into middle school or junior high and they're not reading with good foundational skills, they really get lost in the system. Mm -hmm. The teachers in middle school aren't trained to actually teach those foundational basic skills. And while we started focusing with three to six grades, third to sixth, mm -hmm. every time we went into give a presentation early on, the people in the back of the room who stayed afterwards are middle school teachers. Yeah. And they said, 
we are struggling with those same problems, but we don't have the time. We don't have the knowledge. We're content experts, not trained to develop those basic skills. Right. So that is what actually for this underserved population in middle school, we began this serious effort to do the diagnostic um, called IASC, Iowa Assessment of Skills and Knowledge. And then that falls right into access code. Access the intervention. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they can, that, that was a long, you might want to shorten that up, but it was a long way to say they can also um, just look for access code and um, they should get to our website as well. Yeah. And I, I want to throw out that also on Twitter, Facebook, and on YouTube, just look up found learn. That's all you have to do. Twitter.com slash found learn. Uh, youtube.com slash found learn and facebook.com slash found learn and you're going to find foundations in learning this has been a really great opportunity and we want to thank you for coming on the show well thank you i i really appreciate um this opportunity to talk with you and um all your guests and um i hope to come back and tell you how we're doing well that's that's what i was just going to say we would love to have you come back on after you get everything launched and and I'm assuming from this point forward, not not that things have been slow by any stretch, but it's going to be quite a while before things actually, quote unquote, <laughs> slow down. But after you get things launched and, and things are kind of rolling, we'd love to bring you back on and kind of get a follow up yeah. and see where things are after your new programs have launched with Foundations in Learning. Perfect. We would love it. Or awesome. I would love it. I would love to visit with you about it. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Hi there. I'm Jerry Prince with the East Update. This week, we give another look at some of the EAST projects that set the course for student growth and learning. Recently, students from the Sonora Middle School shared their experiences with incoming EAST facilitators. We want to give a shout out to them as they and their facilitator traveled from Springdale to Little Rock to share their story. Sincere thanks. Middle school students Jennifer and Casey worked on separate projects that pulls at the heartstrings but at the core gives so much opportunity for learning, growth, and change of perspective. Jennifer just finished her third year in East. She picked up on a complex project that was already underway. She gives a little insight to what kept her busy this past school year. My project for this year, it was based off of one of our former students who was in East and his name is JB and both of his parents were deaf so he had to learn sign language to be able to communicate with them so we didn't want anyone else to have to go through that struggle so we like partnered up with a bunch of people so we could teach sign language classes and that went on for a few weeks and then everyone who attended the classes learned basic sign language including my group that I was working with and we used that to 3D print and code a robotic arm that could help teach sign language. You need to go find this on social media to better appreciate their work. Really interesting, very complex. Casey is going into the seventh grade, heading into her fourth year of EAST as she transitions to the EAST program at Sonora Middle School. Her project is larger in scope, but fills a true need for one of her classmates. Currently, I am working on a project with one of our students at our school. Um, his name is Arkin. He has a prosthetic leg, but his insurance only allows him two legs a year. And since he's growing so fast, sometimes his legs are uncomfortable to wear because they don't fit properly. 
So what we're doing is we're scanning one of his previous legs and changing the me measurements on it, like 3D scanning it and changing the me measurements on it. And we will be 3D printing him a new one and we can do that frequently so that he it won't be uncomfortable for him to wear. Special thanks to East at Sonora Middle School in Springdale for their great work. And to Jennifer and Casey for taking a moment to share. And also for letting their facilitator, Derek Ratchford, come along for the ride during their recent visit to the East offices a few days ago. If you're interested in learning more about East, please visit eastinitiative.org or just search for East Initiative on social media. The student-created music you've been listening to is Beast Pulse by Brandon. Thank you for your support and interest in East. With this week's East Update, I'm Jerry Prince. Thank you so much to Carolyn and Jerry for sharing their insights on what's happening in education from a couple of different perspectives. And it's always really cool to listen to uh, music from uh, the East students. Yeah, that's really awesome stuff. Yeah, very yeah, cool. I'm, I'm very impressed. One day we've got to get together with uh, the East folks and just make a huge compilation show of just all the different music and just let the whole thing play. Oh, that'd be cool. We could, we, could do, we could do like a whole radio show. Yeah, it'd I be mean, really cool. You know, I, I really think that'd cool. be fun. Yeah, so listen, uh, it's been a great show today. Uh, we hope you and wish you the best of luck. Uh, hope you have a great school year and a start off here in the summer. We know that most of you are getting ready to start your professional development and in services and head back to school. And um, hope you take a chance to listen to some of our previous shows and keep up with us throughout the year at uh, edutechguys.com. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, you name it. Uh, Spotify. We are now on Spotify. Yeah, so man. Awesome. You can find us out there. Uh, Anchor FM. I mean, you name it. We tech, we're in a lot of places. We are. You just Google Edutech guys, and we just take over your browser. We're like street signs. We're everywhere, and you don't like us that much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be road construction. Road construction signs. <laughs> hey, listen. It's been a great show. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson, and we'll catch you later. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed to those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. The episode you've just been listening to was recorded and edited by Soundtrap. Soundtrap.com. Bring audio recording to your classroom. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the B Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, New perspectives from authors you admire and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to the Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.